Hello everyone, this is Ron Bush with Ron Bush Consulting and you're listening to Chatting with Ron, a segment of the Information Playground. On Chatting with Ron, you'll get to listen to local and national leaders who are making a difference and you will learn how you can make a difference too. Learn how to protect yourself on the Information Playground or about people making a difference on Chatting with Ron by tuning in every Monday morning between 8 and 9 a.m. on WVLP. That's WVLP.org to stream us or 103.1 on your FM dial. Now, this show is being underwritten by Ron Bush Consulting. You can visit our website at ronbushconsulting.com. And if you'd like to stream us on Mondays at 8 a.m. or Fridays at 1 p.m. Central, please go to WVLP's website, WVLP.org. And you'll, uh, you'll find that uh, WVLP is a community radio station that gives a lot back to the community. And you can find out about as well how you can be a part of that and also give back to the community. If you miss a broadcast, well, you can find this and all of our podcasts on iTunes at either the Information Playground or, in this case, Chatting with Ron. You can also find the Information Playground as well on our website at ronbushconsulting.com. So without further ado, we have a great guest for you today, a good friend and the Chancellor of Ivy Tech, the Valparaiso campus, Atso Sikoski. Good morning, Atso. Good morning, Ron. How are you this morning? Excellent. Thank you for having me. Always excited um, to be at your show. Well, we're always excited to have you on the program. Would you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yes, uh, good morning everyone. I'm Atos Sikoski, serving chancellor at Ivy Tech Valparaiso campus. Uh, before my appointment to serve as a chancellor, I serve as a campus president for the last uh, six years. And prior to that, I serve as a full-time faculty, program chair, department chair, and dean for School of Technology. And that is our legacy School of Technology. Uh, I'm always excited uh, to be uh, with you every morning, uh, not every morning, but uh, like this morning and share some exciting news uh, from Ivy Tech. Great, great. So um, let's talk a little bit about Ivy Tech. You've been with them a long time. What is Ivy Tech's mission? Yes, uh, Ivy Tech is a singularly accredited uh, community college. Uh, it's only one in the state of Indiana and the largest community college uh, in the nation. Our, uh, it consists of 19 campuses and 26 sites. Uh, earlier in my uh, interviews, uh, I share how we reorganize ourselves uh, before we were uh, into regions and now we are standalone campuses. In our legacy Northwest region, uh, we used to have uh, East Chicago campus, Gary, Valparaiso in Michigan City, and now we have Lake County, which is East Chicago, Gary, and Crown Point sites, and we have Valparaiso campus, and of course, Michigan City by itself. Mm -hmm. uh, our mission did not change. Uh, we, we are here, it's a Indiana Community College, and we serve the people of our state with accessible and affordable world-class education and adaptive learning. We empower our students to achieve their career and transfer aspirations. We embrace our vision of economic transformation inspired by education and earnings attainment of our citizens, the vitality of our workforce, and the prosperity of our unique and diverse communities. 
we are here to provide the best service for our local industry and organizations and to be able to improve the quality of life of our fellow citizens. So basically that is our mission, uh, Ron. Uh, and again, we are fortunate to have uh, Ivy Tech Valparaiso campus right here in Porter County, but also we provide services to Stark and to Las Great. Now for those that aren't, aren't familiar with community colleges, most people either go to a community college to earn an associate's degree or to get some classes in before going on to a four-year university or uh, maybe they just want to brush up on some things. You can, there's a, there's a, a wide array of, of uh, reasons to go to community college. Um, what are some of the others? Yes, uh, as you mentioned, uh, students coming to, uh, to the campus and to the college, uh, either they're coming to achieve uh, educational degree, complete degree, and uh, we are offering as low as certificate which is uh, four to seven classes. Then the next step it will be technical certificate equivalent to one year college degree, seven, uh, 10 to 13 classes. And of course uh, our high degree, it's associate degree, uh, roughly it's about 20 uh, classes uh, to be able to complete uh, that full degree in given program. Also, we have uh, not the uh, academic side, but we have uh, workforce alignment side uh, of, the, of the house, so to speak. And that is the, the activities where students, they're coming and they're taking uh, training classes. And we have open enrollment where students will be able to complete uh, certain trainings and uh, upgrade their skills as required for their either current employment or future employment. So those are the, the two sides of the house and that's what we provide the services to our uh, students. Excellent, now sometimes I hear a term called, and you mentioned credentials earlier, what's a stackable credential? Yes, uh, that is uh, the pathway, the linear pathway for students to be able to complete credentials um, as well as certificate. And those certificates are being created and developed by program chairs for, for these programs where uh, sets of classes are being um, designated. So students with successful completions, we believe that uh, candidates will be able to take national certifications if it's required. And by having passing national certifications, their qualifications for the, again, for the current jobs or for the future's jobs, will increase in, in being able to meet the, the demand and what is expected by the employers. So stackable credentialing is having that the, the lowest credentials and then open successful completion of that requirement, then they will continue with their education and earning additional uh, college credits. And then the next milestone is going to be technical certificate and after that is going to be associate degree. So it's a linear pathway. And why we have created that? Because we all know uh, students coming to college, uh, anything can happen throughout the course of uh, the, the time they're attending the college. Uh, they can change employment or they, they have new requirements for the employment or they're going to get married. There are so many things in the personal lives are happening and we wanted in the shortest period of time 
for them to be able to accomplish uh, that milestone uh, throughout the education. And of course, so when they complete their associate degree, uh, we have many uh, programs we have articulated with four year institutions so they can be, uh, they're able to continue their education and earn their four year degree and further uh, master's degree or PhD. Great, great. You know, it, uh, in talking to you, I remember both being a college student early in life, and I also have taught in colleges. And so I've been around young people that, that are just starting out. I, you know, college is such a big step. Uh, what does your campus do to help new students be successful? Absolutely. Um, we have quality faculty, state-of-the-art equipment, and uh, students will be able to enjoy education in the classroom and labs. But we know that uh, students, they need more support outside uh, the classroom and the labs. In, in our campus, we have dedicated academic advisor uh, for each uh, school. With, uh, these academic advisors uh, will help students to select the required coursework for their degree, as I mentioned earlier, those uh, stackable credentials, and open successful completion of sets of uh, credits in, in these classes. And they and academic advisor will be able to help them to further their education. Also, we have free tutoring sessions. Students after the class, they will be able to attend these sessions free of charge, of course, uh, to uh, be able to uh, better understand the material, what is being taught in the class, and then, of course, be ready to take the exam and testing and the assessment so they can pass the, the test. Um, also, we have disability support services available in our campus. Uh, in addition to all those wraparound services where students, when they're coming and they need additional support, we are able to provide some of those services on campus or help them to connect with the services what is available in our uh, community. Um, something new for us uh, lately, we have uh, hired a new director for career development and that uh, person is able to help students who they, they don't know what program is the best fit for them. Uh, for example, they wanted to go in technology, they wanted to go in the, into the uh, industrial technology, but they're not sure if uh, mechanical or electrical is better fit for them. This person should be able to help them to decide what area is better fit for that student. Not only in the beginning of the, uh, sem uh, the semester and uh, the, the students they're going to register for these programs, this person should be able to help with the resume, should be able to find internship throughout the, uh, the, the schooling, and, and also, also uh, be able to find employment. How that works. Uh, when local companies, they have open position, they're contacting us, we post that position on higher ID and that's how we maintain that website on our site and students will be able to see what is available out there and program chair and directors of career development is uh, encouraging these students to apply for these positions. So those are uh, kind of uh, new things for us. And of course, we have Express Enrollment Center where students will be able to come uh, pretty much in one day to do all the steps 
what is required for them to be uh, all the way to registration uh, for the given program uh, to be able to uh, complete um, anything from the assessment to advising and registering for the programs. So those are kind of things of what we have intentionally uh, designed on our campus so we can help the students to be able to go through the program. Great. Sounds like you're setting people up to succeed. That's a great thing. That is the goal. <laughs> so um, another challenge that I recall, and uh, you know, and all you got to do is watch the news and hear the, the level of student loans, college tuition. Um, can you talk a little bit more about, of course, we can't name prices or, or dollar amounts because this is a, a not-for-profit station, but, but let's talk a little bit. Are there, are there helps for students to be able to afford going to Ivy Tech? Yes, absolutely. Uh, uh, paying tuition, uh, we know that it's uh, one of the uh, major challenges for our students. And I want just to talk that uh, when it comes down for tuitions, uh, the, the, how students will be able to pay, there are two major categories. One, it's a financial aid, we call, and the other one, it's a cash pay. When it comes down for financial aid, we have grants and scholarships, and those are basically money that is not being paid back. Uh, those are money available or funds available for students to be able to use, and of course, depends on the criteria. There are certain criteria, so they can uh, use those funds to pay the tuition, and pretty much those are free money, so to speak. Second category under financial aid uh, are loans. And those are funds what makes available to the student, but student is responsible to pay back. Always and always, I encourage students uh, to look for loans as the, the last resort because those are money students must pay back to the bank or whoever loans the money. The other side, it's a, of course, it's a cash pay, and our tuition is uh, one of the most affordable in the in the state, and that it's a hundred and forty dollars and some change for credit hours, plus the books, of course, and some fees, which comes down to average about four hundred and fifty dollars to six hundred dollars per class. Mm -hmm. And also, we make uh, make uh, more affordable for when it comes down for students to be. Uh, able to pay if they're cash paid uh, to make a uh, uh, payment plan uh, and that is available uh, for four installments monthly and students to be able to pay in full by the end of the semester. Great, great. So I'm hearing something about something called next level jobs. What is that? Yes, uh, about uh, a little bit over a year ago uh, the government state of Indiana are being introduced a workforce ready grant and now it's known as a next level jobs and that grant provides a financial aid opportunity for our Hoosiers working adults to gain the skills that needed to thrive in the 21st century economy and this workforce ready grant provides working age adults and the opportunity to earn high value training at Ivy Tech Community College of cost to the students. Uh, again, this is a grant, uh, and students must meet need to meet uh, criteria to be able to use uh, some of these funds, but make that available for our Hoosiers. Mm. 
So when it comes down for some of the, the details for the, the grant, uh, I wanted just to point out that uh, uh, the Workforce Ready grant will pay all required tuition and fees. Unlike other state uh, aid programs, these extend beyond the ID Tech technology fee to include all program, uh, programmatic and consumable fees. And also the grant is available for two years and covers up to the number of credits required by the program of study. So always the question number one is who can apply for that? So there, the criteria is students must be uh, citizens and residents of Indiana. Uh, they need to um, uh, have high school diploma or equivalent and not to have or may not have college degree. These are certain programs available at Ivy Tech uh, as a certificate all, as, as well as technical certificate. Great. Um, how, do, uh, how do, do college credits and cre training non-credits work? Yes. So there are some programs, as I mentioned, credit for credit, and there are programs for non-credit at Ivy Tech, and that goes on the workforce alignment side of the house. For the credit, uh, these students, as I mentioned, they must have, the candidates must have uh, earned college, uh, high school diploma, I'm sorry, and to be 18 year old, and also they must file FAFSA. For the non-credit side of the house, same thing, students must be 18 year or older, they need to hold a high school diploma, be resident of Indiana, is defined by Indiana Commission of Higher Education, and there is no need, that's a, a requirement to, fill, to file for the non-credit. Um, that's interesting point because when students, they say, I would like to go and be trained in certain area, students will go and take these non-credit classes and many of them, uh, they crosswalk, uh, that's how we say crosswalk into college credits, mm. which means upon successful completion for this non-credit training, students will be able to earn college credits as we crosswalk that training and now they can enter into uh, the other side where it's going to be for, uh, for credits earn the, the college degree. Okay, so um, I guess we've we've kind of talked about training and career programs. Um, a lot of the main reason we talked about this early um, is is preparing for a four-year degree, but you started it at the community college. A lot of folks do that. So, do you have partnerships with uh, with universities and colleges in the area, and and what about transferring? Ivy Tech credits to uh, to other institutions. Yes, when it comes down uh, earning degrees from Ivy Tech, um, mentioned that stackable credentialing students earning those certificates and then at the end associate degree, we call them terminal degrees. Students upon completion of these degrees, now they're looking for jobs. And the other thing, the other thing is students going into the other programs. We call it transfer programs. They should be able to transfer all their credits to four-year institutions 
and continue their education so they can earn their baccalaureate degree. Those uh, programs, we call them TSEP programs. TSEP is an acronym and stands for Transfer Singular Articulation Pathway, which means uh, we have agreement with all four-year public institutions in the state of Indiana where students open successful completion of these uh, programs, Associate of Science programs, when they apply to the receiving institution and open uh, acceptance of these institutions, students will be able to transfer all credits fully two-year degree <coughs> started at junior level at four institutions. Here locally, we have outstanding partnership with Walters University and as a private institution uh, and we have nine programs right now where students will be able to transfer to and in addition to transferring uh, from Ivy Tech and going into uh, this private institution there are uh, transfer scholarships available for the students and these students they're benefiting greatly uh, we've seen because of the availability of these uh, transfer scholarships, now the number of students transferring uh, from Ivy Tech to Valpers University, it's, it's growing uh, uh, really nicely. So, and, and that is our goal, uh, to be able to offer opportunity to students, not only to have the, the credentials, but further their education. And uh, being here in the, this community and do not relocate, and that, that's our goal. Great. Um, I'm curious now. I know that you have on the uh, on the, the the information technology side of things. You've got a, a state of the art data center, um, but you've also got uh, some some state of the art labs. One happens to be in uh, healthcare. I'm not sure about the rest. Seems to me like you've got something in in uh, oh on the the other wing over there, the engineering side of things. Excellent. Yes, Valparaiso um, campus offering 32 programs divided into uh, seven schools. And the School of Advanced Manufacturing, Engineering and Applied Science. We have four major uh, labs available. One is for design technology, where we are offering computer graphics, architectural and mechanical uh, design. Then we have uh, Heating and Air, standalone lab where students, uh, they're receiving their theory and modules. And then after that, they're able to go into the lab and perform exercises on the actual equipment. Then we have, again, state-of-the-art facility for welding. Uh, we have one of the largest uh, lab in welding because we have partnership with the Porter County Career Center where students uh, from 11 local high schools through the career center, they're coming on, on the campus and they're earning dual credit uh, classes uh, and attending this welding uh, program, the, the welding classes. And of course, the best one we have is the flexible lab. And we call it flexible lab because it's a 15,000 square feet open space um, and we are housing four programs into this lab. Machine tool, uh, energy technology, industrial technology, advanced automation and robotics, and engineering and pre-engineering program in this area. The nice thing about this space uh, uh, run is that it's an open space, 
students are exposed to all these kinds of equipment, anything from electrical to mechanical to programming, robotics. And when students are going into the first semester and they are going into one program, being exposed to the other equipment, we want them to help them to make that decision. Some of them, they say, I thought that this program is going to be a good one for me, but now seeing the other equipment, I like to migrate to another program, which is fine for us, but the sooner uh, they to make that decision, the better success we're going to have. And the other aspect of being uh, that open space is the fact that uh, students, they're work while they're working on their exercises, and there will be some noise generated on the other side, we want them to be focused on the task, what they do, because that's the reality. They will be working on the open space or open field, and there will be some noises, but they need to be trained how to be focused on the task, what they need to do. And the third one, which is a really good one, is if we need to open space for another program or another training, what we need to provide just to meet the local needs, workforce needs, with a very little effort, because the equipment is on casters, uh, we can uh, uh, roll out or remove some of the equipment and we can bring the new equipment and we are ready to go and deliver. So that is really good and exciting for all of us. And I see now more and more of the other campuses. Uh, they, they see that this is a good and best practice and if they need to build a new space uh, lab for technology programs, this is the model what uh, is being used. You mentioned uh, all the other uh, programs, including the IT data center and healthcare. Uh, we have, uh, as you know, we have four holes in the ID tech, uh, A, B, C, and D, and hole D is uh, second floor, uh, predominantly for the healthcare programs where we are housing paramedic science, uh, known as emergency. Then we have surgical technology, uh, fundamentals for nursing and OB, OBGY lab. We have intensive care unit, as well as CNA, phlebotomy, pharmacy tech, and all the other smaller labs of what we provide support for all healthcare programs. So we have students coming in at Ivy Tech and uh, predominantly in the healthcare area they, they wanted to be nurse. Well, that it's a limited enrollment program. We want our students to be exposed to all the other careers in the healthcare. So when the student is not being accepted into the nursing program because it's very competitive program and limited enrollment, we want them to see that there are other careers so they can go uh, and complete uh, that program and to satisfy their needs and the needs of our community. And of course, the last one we talk about the data center. <clears throat> Excuse me. The data center where students, uh, they build um, these uh, data center themselves. Uh, we have all equipment what's needed for networking. And now we are in the pathway to develop a, a new space for cybersecurity as a communication center. So again, it's a very exciting time uh, for Valparaiso campus and being able to offer state-of-the-art equipment. Of course, we cannot do anything with our dedicated and uh, very capable faculty, uh, what they provide in instructions 
in educational delivery in the classrooms and the labs. Great. Now I know that you've you've had some some really top industry, uh, I guess, uh, partners there. Uh, uh, I I think of Nipsco. I think of Virtual Labs. Um, I don't know if Arsler Middle's been there, but it seems like one of the the mills. Uh, talk a little bit about how you work with with uh, corporate uh, or companies that have a specific need that they feel only Ivy Tech can fill. Yes, that's uh, that's another excellent comment. Thank you. Uh, in order for us to provide the, the best uh, programs, the programs that will meet the needs of our local industry, uh, we must maintain the best relationship and partnership with our local industry. How we do that? Uh, that is through the program advisory committee. Representatives from the related uh, industry, they're coming and they're, we are forming committee where we are meeting at least once per semester with these committees and we give them an update what is happening to the program, new changes, and then we are asking them for their input. Uh, are these classes uh, what we need to deliver into the program? Do we need to revise them? Do we need to change them? So that is a really good dialogue between Ivy Tech and the industry and collecting that necessary information so we can adjust and we do that, uh, so say, uh, final tuning of the program so these programs can meet the demand and the, the needs of the industry. Uh, we have excellent partnership with uh, NIPSCOM here with, the, with our energy program. Right now we have over 100 students, but the nice thing is once, uh, once per semester, towards, actually towards the end, uh, HR representative from NIPSCO is coming on campus and we are organizing event where students, they will attend at the event and uh, HR representative uh, walking through the steps how are they going to apply for open positions? What does it need uh, to be done before the interviews? And how it's going to be the interview? So it is really nice event uh, for our students to be introduced with the steps and how to be hired by NIPSCO. Uh, that is a good thing, but also that's validate the partnership between ID Tech and uh, NIPSCO. So again, that is a one great uh, program. Uh, last uh, in the last uh, two years, uh, Nixco have hired over uh, 30 students from uh, our program, which is really exciting. And now, other energy um, industries they are looking to our program, and they are doing the interviews with our students. Another one is the partnership with uh, Task for Tips and Urshals about machine tool, and of course the other smaller companies around us where students they are coming. And honestly, we cannot keep them for entire degree because the economy is so good. Students, they're coming, taking these few classes, and then they're entering into the workforce, which is really good for them. It's good for, for all of us. And the economy is good, and they're getting the, the, uh, the skills, what they needed, and now they're, they're working out there. So those are really good, uh, outstanding uh, partnerships. And on the healthcare side, uh, we are partnering with the uh, Porter Regional Hospital for Paramedic Science. Uh, we all know uh, the needs of EMTs and paramedics uh, in the industry. 
and that program is working really, really well. Great, great. I seem to remember uh, uh, a certificate for uh, Family Express as well. Uh, yes, yes, that is a, a, a certificate uh, through the business administration. Also, we have developed another one uh, for the uh, banking industry with First Source, First Source Bank, where First Source Bank uh, representative came and they did the interview with our students who they have completed their certificate, we call it banking certificate, and the other one is a retail store certificate. So these companies, they're coming and again, they do the interviews, which that's the bottom line. Students coming to Ivy Tech uh, to upgrade their skills, uh, learn the program, and then they, they're hoping for those interviews and of course at the end to be employable. Uh, it's, it's again, very exciting for us and we continue to build these uh, partnerships with the industries so our students can end up with these, uh, uh, with the jobs. Excellent, excellent. We are uh, a little over the midway point, so I want to stop for station identification. Um, so we will, uh, we will take a quick pause at, during that. Uh, folks, you're listening to Chatting with Ron. This is a segment of the Information Playground. Uh, the program is uh, underwritten by Ron Bush Consulting. That's a, a company, a corporation that uh, seeks to help businesses uh, avoid data breaches. No one could be 100% hack proof, but, uh, but we work with companies through uh, risk assessments, through training employees, uh, through uh, um, just uh, making sure that we dis we've uncovered all the vulnerabilities and, uh, and patch them as much as possible. Um, Ron Bush Consulting uh, is uh, is a company that uh, that works to uh, not only help companies avoid data breaches but also limit their liabilities. You can uh, you can find us at uh, ronbushconsulting.com. You're listening to WVLP. WVLP is a community radio station that's in Valparaiso, Indiana. And if you're local, of course, you can pick us up on uh, 103.1 on the FM dial. But I hope that if, uh, if you're at a point, whether you're in your car and you use your cell phone or you're, uh, you're at home or your office, that you, you go to the website. WVLP.org is an excellent website. It, uh, it will show you what uh, uh, WVLP is doing in the community and it'll also tell you how to get involved in WVLP and help give back to the community. Uh, WVLP.org is where you also go to stream this program, which is aired Mondays at 8 a.m. and Fridays at 1 p.m. We're going to take a real short break, and we will be right back. So hang in there. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Information Playground, and the segment is Chatting with Ron. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Ron Bush with Ron Bush Consulting. And we're doing uh, Chatting with Ron, a segment of the Information Playground on WVLP. I hope that you're uh, streaming us through WVLP.org. And uh, you'll find us here on Monday mornings at 8 a.m. Central Time, of course. Or you'll find us on Friday afternoons at 1 p.m. Uh, you can also locate uh, the podcast up in uh, iTunes or on the ronbushconsulting.com website iTunes would either be uh, the channel for the information playground or chatting with Ron and, 
the other, of course, the website, ronbushconsulting.com. So we're talking to Atso Sikoski, uh, Chancellor of uh, Ivy Tech, the Valparaiso campus. And uh, you mentioned earlier um, next level jobs. What? Let's talk a little bit more about that. Why is that important? What's What's important about that or significant? Yes, Ron, uh, the challenge is that uh, we are estimating that about 2 million Hoosiers, adults, lack the education and the skills they needed for the 21st century workforce. That is a big number. So uh, the government and we, all of us, we hope, that, uh, we hope that this grant will be able to help these 2 million Hoosiers to upgrade their skills. That's a big number. And of course, what's about the need? We are estimating that by 2025, 1 million jobs openings in Indiana due to the retirement and the creation of new jobs. And again, that is a big number. We wanted to make sure that by 2025, to be able to fill those 1 million jobs. And of course, the goal is that about $240,000 people to be able to earn more during their lifetime when they have at least certificate uh, or, or technical certificate uh, from Ivy Tech and all, all the other institutions. So this is a big need and goal for all of us. I mentioned earlier uh, in the other uh, interviews that uh, one of the exercises what we have done uh, at Ivy Tech, it is uh, how we group all our program offerings into four quadrants. And that is based on the demand. Quadrant one, it's calling for high demand, high paying jobs, and we don't have enough graduates. That is quadrant one, and that is our focus. Quadrant number two, it's calling for high demand, high paying jobs, but Ivy Tech is at capacity. And obviously, right there, that program, uh, as I mentioned earlier, those are limited enrollment programs, such as uh, nursing, surgical technology, paramedic science, those are the programs where uh, we, we cannot uh, have more students because it's limited enrollment. And quadrant number three is where we have uh, low demand, but we have more graduates and uh, these graduates, uh, they cannot find jobs because uh, it's not available out there. Of course, the fourth one is the equilibrium we have enough graduates to meet the demand. Right now, our goal in the strategic plan is for the next five years to be able to be from quadrant one where roughly we're meeting about 10% of the demand to reverse that and to be able to meet about 80% of those jobs, which is now quadrant four. So it's a big goal, but our focus is how all of us working together to be able to meet that demand. You know, I, I hear an awful lot about robots, you know, robotics. And I know you have, uh, you have an area for robotics, plus you have the IT uh, department as well. The people are, are concerned about losing jobs to robots, and they have been losing jobs to robots for, for a good number of years already. That is a truth. It's true but there's no need for it to continue to be a reality. Robots and robotics need people to code, they need people to maintain, they need people to service. There's all kinds of jobs that robotics generates and creates. 
So it's a matter of always being, having the mind of the, the lifelong learner. And that's, uh, my friends, I'm afraid that's where, that's the age we live in. The, the idea of getting a job and staying at it for 30 years and having things stay the same for 30 years, then you retire, just is no longer a reality. We don't live in that world anymore. The world we live in is constantly changing. And as a result of that, that requires going back to school, that requires keeping up with your education and constantly learning new things. Robotics is one of those things that do, uh, they, they are having an effect on us and they will continue to have an effect, but it doesn't have to be a, a dismal effect for the individual. That individual can go back to school and we're talking with uh, Ivy Tech today that uh, gives you that opportunity at a, at a very reasonable uh, way to do it, not only through tuition, but also in, in different programs, uh, different credentials. Uh, we were talking about non-credit uh, non-credit uh, uh, non uh, hours, I guess. You know, that's something I'm not familiar with. I've not heard of that before. So address that a little bit more also, if you will. Yes. Uh, so you mentioned, uh, uh, Ron, about uh, robotics and, and how the jobs being eliminated because of dancing of the technology. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say somebody must design this new technology. Somebody must manufacture this technology. When technology is being developed and being produced, somebody needs to install the technology. And of course, at the end, somebody needs to maintain that technology. So this PLC, automation, which is programmable logical controllers, automation, robotics, all of the technology probably was not as advanced, for sure was not advanced as it, as it is today. Now we need to have qualified and skilled technicians to be able to install, to be able to maintain, and of course, troubleshoot. Mm -hmm. There are so many components, and I'm going to just take one, for example, automated uh, manufacturing line. That line consists of electrical, mechanical, and software components. And when that line stops, somebody needs to maintain. And they need to detect what caused that line stop. Is it an electrical component? Is it a mechanical component? Or is it software component? So that is what you just talked about, continuing education and up upgrading the skills of our technicians, it's necessary, especially in today's environment. Mm -hmm. and we talk about this, uh, about credit, but also about non-credit trainings. So when we talk about non-training uh, uh, trainings, uh, we have, we call it uh, open classes where students, they're coming and just taking this training. And we have in so many different areas. And I'm going to just mention a few of them. It's uh, the list, it's big. But I wanted just to mention uh, some of them. It's advanced lake and milling, basic hydraulics, boiler pressure vessel inspectors, certified production technician. That CPT, it's extremely uh, uh, important for people who they're in the production line because there are four modules into this uh, program. And that it's really uh, well designed. So students who can successful completion, they're going to be able to earn these national certifications from MSCC. And also we have electrical power distribution system, electric relay controls, fluid power systems, mechanical systems, mechanical electrical troubleshootings, and so and so. 
there's so many these certifications available and we develop these non-credit trainings so students can be able to come and be able to uh, up upgrade their skills in a relatively short period of time. And these are uh, open, uh, open, we call it open enrollment classes because when we are talking about workforce alignment, uh, many of these uh, trainings are custom designed for specific industry or spe specific company. But when we have these classes open enrollment, which means uh, current employer employees can attend these classes from different companies, but also students from uh, not uh, necessarily to be employed, but they can attend these trainings as well. So that, that is another way how we wanted to help these uh, people to upgrade their skills. Great. You know, um, I, I don't want to uh, don't want to switch too many gears, but you know, I'm thinking about my my wheel wheelhouse, if you will, is cybersecurity, and um, you know, you've got a, a lot of uh, a lot of courses that deal with that. The uh, CompTIA uh, courses that give you CompTIA certificates when you're done. I think of the A plus program for hardware and N plus for uh, networking, S plus for security. Um, can you talk a little bit about those? Absolutely. But uh, first, let me just mention uh, that uh, another exciting news for us, that mm -hmm. Ivy Tech Community College is designated as a National Center of Academic Excellence in Cyber Defense as a two-year education. And this uh, certification is through the uh, year of 2022. That is really uh, uh, exciting wow. for all of us to receive that uh, certification because uh, the, the, the work with our program uh, chairs and faculty and as a labs we put into it is being recognized that it's excellent for us. That's Speaking cool. about the CompTIA A-plus programs, that it's about uh, 20 to 24 weeks uh, and to be, uh, be able for students to complete and consisting of eight credits. That it's a hands-on program and teaches technical and IT support skills with a soft skills boot camp to help students to get a job within completion of the certification program. This program also provides one-on-one -on -one academic coaching, wraparound support, and eight-week paid internship up to $12 an hour for eight weeks per week, per week, eight hours per week. So that is a grant available, and I will encourage people to come and call us and, and see what that program is all about but it is uh, outstanding because, uh, again, not only pays for the tuition, but uh, we have these paid internships. So companies that are interested in getting someone an intern, don't even, it, it doesn't even cost them. It'll pay up to $12 for eight hours a week. Right. And then, and then the graduates, once they're, they're certified, um, that's, I mean, it's an entry level into, uh, into IT. But we all know that IT jobs pay very well, even the entry levels. So uh, who'd be eligible for that? Yes, uh, that is the age range from uh, 17 to 29 and needs to be unemployed, underemployed, and disadvantaged youth. Of course, veterans at any age, of course, must be U.S. citizen or having a green card or permanent, uh, permanent resident uh, visa card. So that, that is the requirement eligibility for this program. Again, I will 
definitely encourage all our students to call us and can let us know their interest and we will call them. So how they will be able to contact us, please call us at 219-464-8514, extension 4720, or email us at valpo-eec at ivtech.edu. Again, that address is valpo-eec at ivtech.edu. Great. And if, if you're in the car and you can't remember that, most people, you can probably remember ivytech.edu is the website. You're welcome to go there. Look for the Valpo campus, of course, if that's where you're located, although out, uh, Ivy Tech's all over the state. Um, so what else, uh, what else haven't we talked about? What's coming up? What's, uh, what have we missed so far? Right. Uh, I would like to just uh, remind uh, the uh, community that uh, we having these eight schools at Ivy Tech, uh, Valparaiso campus, and those are School of Nursing, School of Information Technology, School of Health Sciences, School of Advanced Manufacturing, Engineering and Applied Science, School of Art Sciences and Education, School of Public Affairs and Social Services, and Business, Logistics, and Supply Chain. I mentioned 30, 32 programs. So I would say, what are the programs available within each of these schools? I want to just list them. Uh, within information and technology, that it's a computer science, cybersecurity, information assurance, informatics, information technology support, networking infrastructure, and software development. Of course, under School of Nursing, it's one program. Actually, uh, technically, there are two programs. One is a practical nursing, and the other one is nursing or associate of science in nursing. In health sciences, we have uh, paramedic science, surgical technology, and specialties. Within advanced manufacturing, engineering, and applied science, we have design technology, industrial technology, which includes welding, mechanical, and electrical maintenance, machine tool, energy technology, and then we have automation and robotics, uh, uh, advanced manufacturing and robotics science. Those are the programs within advanced manufacturing. And also we have engineering programs that it's a two-year degree engineering and we have transfer agreements with Valparaiso University where students who have successful completion of the two-year engineering program, they can transfer into four of their uh, fields, could be electrical, mechanical, computer, or civil engineering. And then we have engineering technology and electrical engineering technology, again, transfer agreements with Purdue University Northwest. Then we have uh, art sciences and education where we have liberal arts and general education. And within the school of uh, public affairs and social services, we have legal studies, paralegal, uh, we have uh, no business, it's under business logistics and supply chain. Uh, and we have accounting. So those are the programs what are available within our schools. Great. Now, I, I've got to, before we move on to the next, uh, the next idea, I, I've got to mention cybersecurity. I always like to put the plug in. We used to talk about by the year 2020, there would be 1.5 million jobs 
going wanting in cybersecurity. We've recently discovered that those, uh, those numbers were predicated off of um, old statistics. And uh, so what I've read several places in the last few months is that it's actually twice that figure. In, in little over a year, the year 2020, there will be 3 million jobs available in cybersecurity. If you think about it, folks, we've got all of the computers, we've got uh, the internet, we've got everything that, that ties together planet-wide, and none of that's going away. Technology keeps improving, keeps growing, and the need for people to secure all our data, all our information. We usually talk on the information playground about data breaches, three to four companies a day in America, and those are old statistics too. I, I just don't have new ones yet. Uh, three to four uh, uh, companies in America report a data breach. It's estimated that it's actually between 10 and 20 a day in America that uh, incur a breach. Most of them don't even know they've been breached. Those that do obviously are not quick to advertise that they have been breached. But just the reporting alone often comes through the FBI. It's, uh, it's a situation that we've got to get a hold of. So if you're thinking about a career change, if you've got a, a nephew, a niece, a, a son or a daughter, a grandchild, it, it, it doesn't matter. Maybe, maybe you, if you're, if you're a, a grandparent, it doesn't matter the age. We need people that have good hearts of integrity uh, that want to, to stem this tide of cybercrime. That means you've got to get an education. And this is an excellent place to do it. So there's also other colleges and I'm not taking a swing at anyone. All the institutions that I'm familiar with, the educational institutions, have all finally recognized this is a coming need and this is a, a present need. So uh, let's work together. Those of us that uh, are not in the cybersecurity industry but might be looking for a change or looking for a, a new endeavor, that's a great opportunity. And those that are in the educational industries, they're there and waiting. So, uh, so let's work together on that. What else, uh, Atso, before we're, we're getting down to the close of the hour? Anything else? I know you've got some uh, open houses and some other things coming up. Yes. yes. Thank you, Ron. Um, students, potential students and uh, parents, friends, uh, fellow citizens, if you would like to learn a little bit more about our programs and visit our labs, we are organizing every Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. and every Thursday from 12 p.m. until 1 p.m. open houses, which means uh, everyone is welcome and uh, we have uh, a small groups we can create it, we can offer campus tours, and of course we have Q&A sessions which we wanted really to tailor to, to all of you who wanted to learn a little bit more about Ivy Tech, what we offer, and if that is what you need. But please give us a call at 219-464-8514 extension 4720 and let us know when would you like to come, give us your information so we, we can create those groups to come and visit us. Also, we have express enrollment dates. Those are the days when uh, on Thursday, November 29th from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Thursday, December 6th from 9 a.m. to 6, and on Saturday, from Dece December 8th 
from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. So what we are expecting at those dates, so you can come in and you can com complete uh, your uh, application with ID Tech. And please bring your uh, ACT or PSAT scores from high school if you have one. And if you wanted to take and ready to take Equiplacer, which is our assessment test uh, or assessment process, please allow to have about uh, two hours for taking that, uh, that test. Also, you can meet and schedule appointment with uh, an advisor to, to go through the uh, requirements for the program. And if you're current students, you can register for the classes for 2019 uh, spring semester, uh, which will start in January 14th. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention that uh, now we have uh, five starts uh, per year. Every eight weeks, we are starting with new classes. Uh, and uh, like this semester, we had the first start in, in August 20th. Then we start mid-October. Now we are going to start in January, mid-March, uh, and then again in June. So we wanted to create a student-centered schedule. We wanted to work with students. We know that they're working out there and when they need to adjust their schedule, uh, we wanted to be able to have a shorter period of time, uh, like in this case, eight weeks and uh, adjust their work schedule to the, the course schedule. And then for the next eight weeks, we can reverse that or whatever the needs are. So again, we are welcoming everyone from the community, potential students, friends, family, and uh, come and visit us and let us know what you wanted uh, to do and how we can help you to achieve your uh, educational goals. Great. Uh, Atso, we've, uh, we've uh, run out of time. I want to thank you for being with us this morning. Um, do look up uh, ivytech.edu and check out the Valpo campus. Uh, there's been a lot of information on today's program. I want to thank you for being with us, with chatting with Ron. Return to us every Monday at 8 a.m. or Fridays at 1 p.m. to hear us either have a, a conversation like this with a, uh, a community leader or uh, the information playground where we'll deal with cyber uh, security issues. You're listening to WVLP at WVLP.org or 103.1 on your FM dial. Have a great week and thank you.